Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. It's September 28th, and as always, this is your boy Hirsch, and with me tonight is Mike. What's going on? And the hype man, Wes. What's good, Gator Nation? Yes, sir. Um, Guys, first of all, before we get started and do the usual, I want to make sure to tell everybody we hope y'all are being safe out there, all our, all our family in Florida. And uh, areas around, y'all be safe in this storm out there. Hope everybody's okay. If you're listening to this show, just know that y'all are with us and we're thinking about you. And we hope all of y'all have come through this good on the other side. So y'all stay safe out there. Um, But as always, guys, you know, you can find us on all your major podcast providers. Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast. And please make sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Respect our decision. Go ahead and turn your notifications on there and get a notification every time we upload a new video. Make sure you and now leave us a comment and tell us how you like our video or maybe any talking point that we had during the show. Um, and if you'd like to support us as creators, as always, guys, you can visit us on a Patreon and um, check us out at Respect Our Decision. I'd like to give a shout out to Utah Gator and uh, Brandon Stewart as our patrons. Thank you all so much for all of that. And as always, guys, we want to make sure we mention our sponsor, Camwood Supplements. Please, if you haven't already, go check out CamwoodSupplements.com. Good, clean supplements for your workout, your post-workout, 
or even your digestive health. And make sure you use code RESPECT20 to save 20% off your first purchase. But with that being said, guys, we're going to jump right into it like we do every week. Got a little bit of a shorter show going on this week. Um, you know, not a whole, whole lot going on in the uh, world of recruiting. But we're going to kick it to Wes like we do every week so he can give us a breakdown of uh, Friday night under the lights. Wes? Yeah, appreciate it, Hurst. Um, Get a Nation, again, I always tell you guys to follow Hurst on Twitter uh, from our main account, Respect Our Decision. Um, he does a good job of letting you guys know what uh, our commits and our targets are doing on, on Friday nights. And this is a key, uh, quick excuse me, recap of what some of the guys did. And I'll start with uh, our quarterback of the class. Uh, it's good, always good to start with the quarterback. He found out his way on our list this week. Uh, he had a couple TD passes this week. Uh, is one of his best performances this year. Um, he did a good job. Uh, you know, we, we were talking about prior weeks about his offensive line uh, and the struggles they had. So it wasn't all on Stokes. Uh, we all know that you know, you, as a quarterback, you need a good offensive line to, to make plays. And uh, this week they did a good job for for him, and he stood tall back there and had a couple TD passes. Um, this is guy is a regular. This is Mike's guy, uh, Cree Riddlemore. Athlete, he plays quarterback in high school football. Uh, he added two uh, TDs uh, throwing on the uh, this, this tonight. Usually, we see a lot of stuff that he does on the ground, but he actually threw two, two TD passes this uh, this Friday. But of course, I would say he does things on the ground. He had one on the ground as well, so uh, give him three on the night. So shout out to Creed Riddlemore making the list uh, this week. Uh, just balling. That kid is balling. So I know a lot of guys, a lot of our fans want somebody back there returning punts. And I can really, really see Cree Whitmore doing that next year. So uh, shout out to Cree. Uh, to King Jackson, uh, he's still balling, man. Uh, he does play both sides of the ball in high school. Uh, a lot of great athletes do that in high school football. And he had a, a 61-yard TD on the screen pass this week that he took to the house. So Shout out to Jakeem Jackson for, for balling this week um, and, and, and putting himself on the list for Friday Night Lights as far as the performances go. Uh, as far as targets go, this kid, uh, I know chances kind of look slim for us getting him. A lot of Gator fans want him to pair with Treon Webb, but Cedric Baxter is continuing to make himself, uh, make his case to be one of the, if not top two the best back in in the in the country. Um, he had three TDs on the night. He had twenty carries for two hundred and one yards, and that put him already over a thousand yards for the season. So that kid is just balling. Uh, hopefully, we can flip him. I don't know what the chances look like. I put us at ten percent right now because you always have a chance if the kid is interested in your school. Uh, so I'll give us a ten percent chance. I'll let Mike and. Her speak on that if they choose to, but that kid's just he's 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 all that, in my opinion, from everything I've seen from him. Um, and that's it as far as the recap from Friday Night Lights. Again, like I said, you can follow our main account. Hirsch does a good job there as far as giving you some guy giving you guys a highlights of our commits to keep you guys posted on what we have coming into into the coming class for 2023. Uh, because we are recruiting podcasts, that's what we do. We want to give you guys the latest on, uh, of our recruits and also the targets. You guys got anything you want to say about any of the guys that uh, I mentioned? No, not so much. Other than 
Cedric Baxter is an absolute beast, and I'd love to have him, but I just don't see it happen. Yeah, he ain't coming. <laughs> yeah, I just – if he visit, if we hear he mysteriously visits a couple more times, I might believe it, but I just don't think it's happening unless he's just bored that weekend. It's a quick and, and, drive. It's a quick drive and a free game. That's all that is. In case they forgot, he did visit week one, right, for Utah, correct? Yeah, he okay. visited he, 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 he accompanied he, he accompanied me. <laughs> I mean, you know, but it, we were the biggest game in town too, and it's you know they let him. They're going to let him in to see the game. I mean, I take advantage <laughs> of that too. I'm not trying to get anybody's hopes up. That's all I'm doing. I'm. I just want people to know something severely drastic would have to happen that I don't foresee happening, and I don't. I know Mike doesn't either. Um, I don't either. I mean, Texas, Texas has rumoredly paid a handsome sum that I don't see us <laughs> see us matching. Um, I just don't I, I don't think Billy thinks it's prudent for a guy that's probably going to get 10, 15 carries a game in his rotation to, to give that guy that much money. And I just think that's it's that simple, honestly. Uh, <laughs> and, and maybe in. Um... I think he kind of killed our chances when Ruben Owens uh, committed to uh, Louisville. Louisville. Yes, that absolutely. So, that, was uh, the, so it's kind of like he's the last um, big one on the board, or he was the last big one on the board, so they kind of went all in on him. Now, if anything, if, Richard Young, I would say from Alabama, that's uh, the that, right name, correct, I want to say? Richard yes, Young from Florida? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, I put the target on him, if anything. But um, like I said, with Ruben, Ruben, Ruben Owens going to Louisville – Cedric Baxter currently a Texas that uh, NIL deal. Um, I do not see it at all. Um, I would if if you had to get one, I would foresee it in the portal. And you got pick, uh, people like Fred Evans in the portal. There's immense talent in the portal, so I would just more uh, have your focus there. Yeah, you're definitely. I mean, running backs have definitely become, especially in this system. Yep. Um, that's a dime a dozen kind of thing. And with Trayon coming in, I mean, we obviously are getting a good one in, in Webb. And then we'll add maybe more someone of a little more experience because I would assume at least, I mean, we know Naquan will be gone, and I would pretty much assume at this point Lingard would believe um, regardless, just given the way that's gone. Um, I could see him going somewhere where he'll play immediately and have a chance to to do something before his, you know, amateur career is over. So. And I hope he does. I you hope know, he does too. I, I want. I think I think it'd be best for both parties. Yes, I think that would be a mutually, ex, you know, beneficial deal for both parties for for him to find a place that he could play, whether it be a smaller school out there, or somewhere that fits his 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 running style. This this scheme is not for everybody. I think middle to hey maybe even uh, middle Tennessee State. You know, Heck yeah, play they got they got. Sometimes. I heard they made some extra money this weekend. Hey, one point five minimum. <laughs> I mean, that's some nil money right there. All from about you know, nice little hey, Hirsch, deal. <clears throat> Hirsch, before you move on, uh, I know you. I said for them to follow you on Twitter for the five Facebook followers who are not on Twitter. I will start. Uh, putting the same content that Hirsch does on Twitter. I will put that on our Facebook page so you can follow our recruiting uh, for Fighting Night Lights on there as well, what the commits do. So for those guys and gals who are not on Twitter, uh, follow our Facebook page at Respect Our Decision as well. So we will have that both on uh, both of the platforms as far as Twitter and Facebook as far as um, our Friday Night Lights. So uh, that's for those guys and gals, again, who are not on Twitter. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
But make sure, like uh, Wes said, guys, check for that every Friday night. And um, Wes will be putting that probably on Facebook either Friday evening or Saturday morning. And we call that under the lights. And we do that every Friday evening until football season is over. So that being said, guys, we're going to jump into a little other recruiting news that we got. Not a whole, whole lot out there really right now. This is a – it's a – right now it's kind of a um, hit or miss kind of time in recruiting. There's – don't think just because there's no news, though, that nothing's going on and or that all things are just going bad now that you're not hearing about a kid commit every other day or week. I mean, it's just – Billy's got a plan for this just like he had for Friday Night Lights. And I think what we're doing is trying to build towards the LSU weekend. So with that being said, I want to talk about a few prospects that we usually talk about. Um, <clears throat> one being Keon Keeley. Um, Keon Keeley visited Ohio State this last weekend. It was his second visit in about a month up there. Um, a lot of people are starting to say that Keon Keeley, might, uh, that OSU might be the dark horse leader in this recruitment. Um they have really pulled out all the stops. They've got a you know a few defensive ends in the NFL to sell to him as far as you know pr- product, whether it be Chase Young or the Bosa boys. I mean, Larry Johnson, D <coughs> line coach. Yeah, that's all you guys say. Yeah, they, just like Heartline on, on receivers, Larry Johnson is that to defensive ends. Putting, and, putting top five picks in at the end. So. Um, I mean, and they, you know, they have LeBron James up there to shake his hand and everything else. So they're they're not shying away from pulling out all the stops. Um, Caden McDonald was also up there with him this last weekend. I haven't heard any reports about how he how his visit went, but he was at Michigan the week before that. So he's just making the rounds. Um, still believe it's us and Clemson in that recruitment. We'll just have to wait and see. I don't I don't know if he has a timetable right now. Haven't he's a very quiet kid. He doesn't put out a whole lot of information. Um, <clears throat> if you were cruising social media today, you may have seen that a report came out of a quote from Cormani McLean saying that he might be um, going ahead and trying to get this over with here shortly, that he's ready for the process to be over. I don't know how accurate this quote is all the way. Um, Cormani does not say a whole lot to anyone. <laughs> So take anything you ever see that is a quote from Cormani, unless you hear it with a with a grain of salt. But as of right now, his only official visit scheduled is Alabama on the 8th. Don't take that as, oh, no, why doesn't he have an official visit scheduled to Florida? He's already been to Florida so many times. But I would not be surprised if, before or right after that visit, we hear about him scheduling a visit on the 15th for that LSU weekend. As we've already said, they're really gearing that up to be a big weekend. I know that um, they're trying to get Keeley back for that weekend. So uh, I really got a feeling, like I said, about Billy and his plan for Friday Night Lights, that this is a very similar um, styled plan that he's trying to build up for to have all these elite recruits there in one big weekend and get people caught up in the hype. I still, in the back of my mind, I feel like that maybe is why Dejon Johnson has not committed yet, that maybe they're saving that for that weekend. I know a lot of people think that's risky, silence or risky, but it's a new day and age on a lot of that kind of stuff. And if promises have been made and so to speak, terms may have been met, you know, that that 
doesn't matter quite as much. Um, one other prospect that we can possibly expect to see for that weekend, um, as announced by uh, Chad Simmons on On3 today, is uh, Q Russell out of Alabama, defensive end. And um, if he goes ahead and commits to making a visit that weekend, I would expect his uh, teammate Smith to come right behind him and both of them come that weekend. They've pretty much talked the whole time about being a package deal. That rarely works out, but this could be one of those situations where it does. Um, I have no doubt that Bama would take both of them. I know we would take both of them. They're both very elite prospects. I know Auburn is working really hard to get him on campus as well, but um, (laughs) there's more – more speculation of that coaching that coaching position mm-hmm. by the by the day. So, you know, I know Harson was having to fend off things today. People saying that he's already been told he's out. So, I wouldn't really worry about Auburn in that recruitment unless something really drastic happened. <clears throat> and one yeah, last, they're not going to Auburn. No, no, they're not going to Auburn. They've got offers from Bama, Florida, and everywhere else. I, Auburn's a leftover school. <laughs> I mean, if we if you look at a lot of recruiting battles Billy did nowadays, tell them no. Hmm? Billy did tell them no. Yes, he did. Billy told them and Tennessee no. And South <laughs> Carolina. Um, one last piece of recruiting news from Corey Bender over at On3 today. He tweeted out that um, offensive tackle Caden Jones out of Louisiana has stated that Florida is still his leader. Uh, I know we're still trying to get Roderick Kearney to flip, but Caden Jones would be a big get, very big, big offensive tackle out of Louisiana. Would be a tremendous get. And this, and as we said, we need um we need some offensive line commits in this class. Needs to we need at least two more. So hopefully Caden's one of those. So that's it right now, guys. Currently for for recruiting news. Like I said, not a whole whole lot out there, but you know, give it a couple weeks, and I think we'll start hearing about these visits starting to stack up for that LSU weekend. Probably have a few for homecoming, and I would assume as well for Missouri. Um, maybe not officials, but definitely um, I think Caden McDonald is actually scheduled right now to official visit for that weekend. But we'll just have to wait and see. We'll, we'll talk about that on next week's show when we get a visitor's list going for the Missouri game. So with all that being said, guys, we're going to move on to some uh, some team things. <clears throat> so, you know, as we recorded the uh, raw reaction the other day, the, the rankings came out. And since that recording, um, we're, we're currently unranked, which is proper. I mean, we shouldn't be right now. Two losses, even though both of them were the top 10 teams, but we got a little, we got a little, uh, stretch of games now where we can make a run. So this is when we need to jump back up in there before we get to Jacksonville and uh, make that game uh, a national talking point, if we can. New depth chart was just released this evening, and we got got some some good news on there. Um, I, I say a lot of surprising news. One big piece of news is that Trey Dean was listed as out with a lower uh, body injury, <clears throat> and that Kamari Wilson will be starting in his place. Guys, what y'all think about that? Uh, West. <laughs> well, trying be, I'm trying to be good here, man. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm on the spot. Um, these are the type of games that I, I'm coming into Billy's first year. I wish you know we started with Utah. That's a non-conference uh, 
game that's on the schedule, you know, you lose a smaller school. So this is kind of the perfect week to um, not wish an injury on Trey Dean, never want to wish injury on a player. But uh, this is the type of game that you want to see Kamari start in. Kamari, excuse me, not Kamari. Kamari start in to see him, see what he can do, you know, uh, against a, a school that we should beat. Uh, that you know, all the, yeah, that handle that we we are more talented than to, to get his feet wet, almost like a preseason game, you know, when you have draft picks and you want to see them play. So, uh, big shout out to him, you know, my boy Boone from South Carolina. Good to see him uh, uh, on the roster, um, on the depth chart as well. But as far as Kamani, I, as far as the depth chart in general, I wish Travis Johnson, that's Mike's boy. That to me was the biggest thing. I I still want Chavez. Yeah, real quick, Wes. The um, just to I'll keep it on Kamari for a second. The I'm just glad you know uh, it looks like it was production. Um, you know, I mean, he I'm not gonna, he he's probably injured. Um, but I think production was also done. Well, also of note, last week Kamari was backing up Johnson, and they moved him. I think he's more of a DB though. To be fair. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, especially, you know, Perkins was, not, you know, I want to say Perkins played week one. So when you're, you know, I, you know, uh, there's a couple of players that they are currently recruiting, like a, uh, I want to say Dennison, um, let's say Jakeem, but Dennison, for example, they can play uh, uh, nickel and safety. So, and when that's going to be, that versatility is big in Tony's scheme. So, but I think, you know, like uh, Wes was alluding to, this is the ideal situation for, uh, uh, true freshman actually, you know, get some burn, you know, he's not necessarily playing, you know, like at Tennessee, you know, you know, playing a high powered offense with, uh, um, so it's just going to be, I think, I think ideal situation. Hopefully he steps up because I honestly, um, I don't mind playing, you know, if it was just Trey Dean and he just like a Steiner just wasn't getting a job done due to lack of physical ability. Cause you know, Steiner was not a bad teammate. However, um, and I'm not saying Dean is a bad teammate. However, what um, Dean, what he's demonstrating on on the field is not um, what needs to occur. Team ball. Forward. He's not being a team player in terms of his on the field attitude. And I'm not saying he's being selfish. I'm not in the film room. However, he's not. He's being. He's has. He's showing selfish behavior in terms of his reactions. That's the best way. To, that's literally what it is. So when you cheer after somebody gets the first down, um, the only way, I mean, that's you're, you're being selfish because you're only thinking about, hey, I just got to tackle. Now, if you make a tackle for loss, oh, please cheer. I, I, I laud you. However, what he's been doing is not the case. So, um, and, and I know, um, what's it called? Core callers are backing Wilson up as well. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I'm glad he's getting the opportunity. I know he's had a lot of problems uh, adding the pounds on since he's been on campus, but you know, if if he is in fact, you know, you know, safety number two, backing him up, I like that he, you know, his hard work has paid off. And uh, I mean, what do you guys feel about that? One one thing I always heard about Collier coming out of high school was that he was a project. That he was probably a kid that was two to three years away. That he was not absolutely. He was never going to be a kid like Kamari who stepped on the field his freshman year. So to me, also being in a new system, that shows growth Absolutely. to me. Um, 
And that's what you want to see. I mean, you want to see a kid, if he's labeled, a, he's a project, he's not going to be ready year one, necessarily year two, but you stash him away, you coach him up, you put on the pounds, like you said, you get, his, get him in college football body shape. And, you know, by next year, he might be playing significant snaps. You just that's, – that's the progression you want for your guy, for your bench players. Yeah, I think that's more of him, like Mike kind of alluded to, and you, you said it too, his body type. He's more of a free safety than Kamani already has the body to play. Yep. I think uh, Kyle was like almost a five-star. I think he might be Rivers or somewhere. He was a five-star. So he has the athleticism better. So it's just that yep. his body his body hasn't – his body is an SEC-level body yet. So like you kind of said, Hurst, you might – somebody you, stat, you stash away once his body is developed because he has the athleticism to do it. It's just – when, when you're playing in SEC, you got to be ready to, to take those hits. So he's more – him and Kamari, Kamari plays different positions, so that's why you might see Kyrie there as a free safety. Kamari already has the body of a strong safety, and he can just step on the field and play right now. And and kudos to him for sticking with it. I mean, this is the portal yeah. age. It, you know, like you said, on rivals, he was a five-star at one time. I know he was. I don't know if he finished as a five-star, but he was still high. And it's very easy in this day and age for these kids to say, well, you know what? I was a five-star. I'm not getting playing time. I'm going to, I'm going to go somewhere else. That'll give me a chance. And, you know, here's, if he stays throughout this season, it'll really say something. Now, I mean, I, hopefully I didn't just jinx us and, you know, he hits the portal immediately after the season. I mean, I'm I'm coming for your kneecaps. So absolutely. Um, moving on down the line from the safety talk. Hey, and, and Hershey actually did finish as a five-star number 31 in the country, 6.1 rivals rating. And, I uh, knew he was not, right there close. Yeah, he was. And um, last year on Collier, I think he had a tweet, some, you know, saying, you know, probably frustration, which I don't blame him. But, um, I mean, what a lot of folks don't realize, even if you're not starting going one spot up the depth chart, seeing that, you know, I am growing within you're the one program. one injury away. Is huge. Like, even if you, like – I remember when I, you know, just dressed my freshman year. Like, that was just, like, I'm calling my dad for, you know, oh, my goodness. Like, I was excited. And you're, you're literally just dressing because, you you know, in your mindset, you're like, you know, I'm just running cards, so on and so forth. You're, but you're, you, you're a cramp away. Ab- absolutely. You know, <laughs> I may cause a cramp. I may take his water with him. Like, who knows? But I, I'm, I'm one away, you know? That's all people need to know. Mike's, having, that. Mike, Mike's sharing his Rudy moment. Hey, hey listen, they don't need – I say cramps because you don't you don't want it injuries, but cramps are not injuries. So, yeah. like I said, you're one you're one the guy Cramp. in front of you falling down, tripping, helmet coming off on a play, and you know I mean anything. No, nope, you better know where your helmet is now because you're you're the next man up. Thanks. Um, moving on from the safety uh, talk, we're going to talk. Uh, a lot of people might be excited about this. The kick returners listed on the depth chart this week are um, Weston and Intian. Uh, I, I think I think I know you've been I know Wes has been waiting on that Wes Wes. It depends on where they're at because <laughs> I Hendel was I didn't have a problem with Henderson being back there. I just needed him and Etn to swap spots because the balls were being kicked to Henderson. I I don't mind if Etn is still back there. I just want to make sure he's in the spot to receive the kick and not the up man. Uh, that's that's the, the lead blocker for the actual kick return. So. I want to see how that plays out. Um, but as long as ETN is still back there, and if he's not getting a lot of carries, you know, he's my guy. So 
Um, and we want some explosiveness back there, and it's good to put your running back back there. I mean, his brother did it in college, uh, his freshman year, so and we see the explosiveness from him. So why not have him back there? But I need to make sure because I think Weston was returning kicks earlier with Henderson, and then Etienne replaced him. So I just want to make sure it's not Weston replacing uh, Hendo's spot. I need to see that swapped. At the end of the day, the nine guys in front of him still got to not hold. Exactly. <laughs> I, I wasn't even I there think, to exactly hers. <laughs> I think that's the biggest one, but I also think we don't have a soul in this roster, and I want every kick if you're caught. I'm not even kidding because, like, I, I'm not really even, not against it unless 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 seven catches it. I don't care. Maybe if he does, because he's shifty and maybe he makes something happen. Shifty don't. Safe. Shifty's not gonna. Shifty's not gonna work and kick off like that. It'll work in punt, well, and you get a twenty yard gain. But seriously, yeah, what are he the might odds? Put one foot in the ground and cut and cut the right way though. Yeah. He, does he have the breakaway speed? What are you looking at? at most he flips the field yeah. off to the port. Yeah, come on, Trevor he's, has not, bre- he's not breaking that. He, he'll get what to the opposing forty. You thinking of Johnson? You ain't thinking of I'm Trevor? I'm thinking of all of them. You crazy, Mike? I'm, I don't know what you're seeing. You you sleeping on my boy Trevor? I'm not, I'm not sleeping. I'm just saying he's a. You, you, when you, the first thing you say is shifty. I'm not thinking of a, a kick returner. I'm sorry. Okay. Like I said, it don't matter. I'm one of them. If the other, if if we can't get the other nine to quit holding and blocking in the back, it don't matter. What yeah, to Hurst's point. Yeah, that, that's what we need to do first. Hurst is right, but I, I would like to revisit this later when. when Absolutely. Those, those um, <clears throat> as Wes was alluding to a second ago. I know he got really excited because Justice is his man. Um, that's his boo. That's his yeah. boo out of uh, out of South Carolina, South Carolina yeah. where Wes is <laughs> Justice yeah. Boone is starting over Princely this week on the depth chart. I, I hey, next man the hell up. I've said it yeah. before. Yeah. If you're we not seen, getting it done, we've seen the flashes. I mean, Kentucky hit. They tried to kick him out of the game. Wasn't deserving. Glad they let him stay in. Referee made a good call on that. But I mean, Boone is flash. He 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 shows effort. He you know like the ball is on the other side of the field. You see him tracking the ball. Um, he plays like we said. We saw him in the hype video. I'm a dog. If you don't, I if I will put that back up just because he's on the depth chart starting this week. When he was in the huddle, I'm a dog. He got me hyped for week one against Utah. I love Justice Boone. Glad he's getting uh, his start this week. I thought he as him along with some other D linemen should play more. Uh, so him getting to start this week is is not uh, a surprise to me. This is one of the adjustments I wanted to see made. Um, so I'll let you guys speak to that. You know, you guys know I'm elated. One of my things about Princely is, and I, before Mike chimes in, I've got one thing real quick, is Princely, to me, you always saw him behind the play. If the run went his way, he was always running up from behind. He was always – he just ne- – he always seemed to be – just slightly out of position of where he needed to be. Now, I don't know if that's because of he got blocked out of the play, whatever. I mean, there's multiple factors that can go into that, but I've seen Justice, like you said, flash more than I have Princely. So put him out there, see what happens. And I actually saw Princely flash more last year. That's could because he was more True. in a pass rush role. And if you remember, his go-to move was the a spin move. And as a DN, you got to set up a spin move. Your outside foot got set up um, on the outside. Uh, you run up field a little bit. So that could be indication of that. So he may not be truly, at least at this point in, in his development, a you know a, a every down defensive end. And given how stout um, a build, um, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, 
Boone mm-hmm. is, he may be more like a sap build. He may be more well suited for that. So that actually may be more beneficial for the defense as a whole. Um, so we get a more dedicated pass rusher, you know, because we have, you know, had lack the ability sometimes to uh, get off well, a lot of times to get out the field on third down. So this definitely, I think this, I think this could be a, a better long-term play because um, they're, they're also both returning um, next year as well. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, one one more thing before we get to our last talking point about the depth chart, Austin Barber starting from Michael Tarquin, who's out again. So no, no big deal there. I mean, Barber has shown the, the savage streak, Mike's man there. Of the club. Um, <clears throat> but the last talking point I wanted to go over real quick was uh, the heart of the defense, Ventrell Miller, listed as the starter on the depth chart. I'm in that ballpark of I really don't want to see Ventrell on the field more than a series or two in this game, if he even steps on the field in this game. Um, I know he's the quarterback of that defense. We all know that. There's no question what he means. But if you can't win this game without him out there, maybe it's because of the young guys. Maybe, you know, they're just trying to make sure they're in the right spots by having him out there, coach on the field kind of thing. But we're going to need him later on. So I'm not I'm not too thrilled if he actually plays in this game. I actually don't want to see him play snap um, because, I mean, it may – be where he can only, you know, it's not going to get worse. But, you know, a lot of times when you have an injury, you overcompensate. And that's how you, you get injured. You injure somewhere else. So with that being said, he, um, I don't want him to uh, play. Um, and I need, I want Scooby. If Scooby was good enough to play, he should, he's good enough to play this game. Um, hopefully we can get Wingo in there. Um, I'm not putting much faith in that. But Scooby, 100% needs snaps. Um, so we need to find out through some snaps if, um, this game and not only throughout the, in addition throughout the season, if we're going to need um, how heavily we need to pursue this position in the off season, um, albeit through transfer portal or a um, actually just transfer portal, because I don't trust, I don't, I don't like what we have right now on um, the depth chart. Mike, I mean, Wes, my fault. Yeah, no, no, this is excuse me from you guys. I, I don't want to see him play this week or next week. Um, to Mike's point, I want to see Scooby and Wingo and whoever else is back there to play, uh, against this this uh this team um somebody we should blow out and shouldn't even be close it's not this this team is not even as good as south florida so um not even like to close see. to south florida yeah yeah that's what i was saying like south, so south we florida should... was good no they weren't great <laughs> exactly that's, 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 that's my guys. point i was just i, I was just trying to get the fans we'll get to that in a minute yeah yeah a, a view of south florida uh I mean, of who we playing but yeah yeah no disagreement for me here, uh, I don't want him to play. I, I, as a, I know this is a six year. To me, he's already put enough on tape to be able to be drafted in later rounds, like sixth, seventh round, uh, maybe because he, he is a good run stopping type of uh, linebacker. He could be a player special teams guy in the league. Who knows? But I don't think he needs to do anything this week or next week that that scout's going to be like, oh. I need to see more Ventura Miller. Well, maybe this week. I don't want to say next week we play Missouri, but as far as this week, I don't think he, nothing he put on film will say, hey, we need to draft that guy. Guys, before we move on to talking about Eastern Washington, I just this really just popped into my head, and I wanted to ask you guys' opinion on it. Obviously, this game is going to be played on Sunday due to the hurricane. I would not expect there to be a lot of people there. 
You think that's beneficial for these young kids getting this getting this playing time and not having the pressure of a full house on hand? Not really. Um, not the guys that I see that are playing like Kamari and uh, Justice, and they played in front of a lot of people. They, I mean, they played week one. They already the guys that we were talking about. I've already played, yeah. so it's not like. Uh, and then they played in front of uh, Utah, so um, the Utah fans. I'm mean, not the Utah fans, but our fan base when we played Utah week one, as far as Kamari, now they're just starting. They already yeah, played. There's a difference so in playing 20 snaps and playing 50, 60 snaps. They might not play 50, 60 snaps the way maybe, I think we Maybe gonna... not. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I understand what you're saying, your, your point. But no, nah, I don't think it'll have a big impact on their performance, especially defense. Maybe if you're an offensive guy, maybe. But as far as you playing defense, it's just read and react. Uh, offense, you got to Offense play offense is more nuanced and things to it as far as doing things than playing defense and and then who we playing too won't matter. That I think that's more of a key of uh, as far as the game and them being able to, to to play in the game as far as playing Eastern Washington instead of playing Alabama Week One. I mean, yeah. um, that, I think that's a great question. However, I just think I think it's person by person. Like some people get, you know, they play better yeah, exactly. under lights. Like, oh, ninety thousand people, let's line, let's line that crap up. Um, at the same time, you know, they'll get they'll play better or like they can play a crappier. You know, like you know, it's kind of like a I scrimmage. think it'll say a lot about some of them if you can't. I yeah, mean, I mean. If you're good, if you're good, you're good. No matter what, you got to play with it. If it's a practice, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you end of the day, you, you get, you have your pre. It's all you have your pregame. You, know, you have your pregame meal. You got to the night before. You got to, you know, if it's, you're drinking PDA or whatever. You're not going to go out and play video games, relax, do your playbook, etc. Wake up, go breakfast, do your walkthroughs. You know, um, more PDA. Whatever your routine is, just keep your routine. It, well, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're doing a scrimmage. You keep your yeah. routine. So if you can't keep your routine, you're 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 pointless to me. Like it's you're not you're not a true football player. You need because you're not a professional. I mean, or you know what I mean. So yeah. with that being said, if it's fifty, if it's thirty thousand, if it's hundred ninety thousand, if it's a hundred two thousand, I don't care. You need to be able to adjust. Um, and that a lot of those players have been high high level situations. So I mean, maybe not to the that crowd, but like. If you're in high school, for example, and you're maybe um, you're a state title game, yep. and it's sold out hypothetically, and you play Texas um, high school football, that's more high school. Some towns, um, you know, in Georgia. Oh yes, that's yeah. that, I, that's bigger than the swamp in terms of the pressure because you're, oh, you're absolutely. not for us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could, uh, yeah, honestly, that. I would like you to expand expand on that because when I was with my buddy, he's talking about county. You know, this county, we go to this county, this town. I don't. From Florida, we don't know. No, we're not. It's not like that. That pride's really not there. Oh yeah. Um. So if you can kind of come, you know, expand on that, I think they've already. You can argue they've been through the toughest part of their lives in terms of pressure. Yeah. If you play it, say in Georgia, at like Camden County or Gwinnett County, um, Valdosta, places like that, you are. You are that pro sports team, pretty much for that count. I mean, you. Guys that peak that, in high school, they're, the, they're 50 years old, and they're looking at you. They're, that's the you, people putting signs in your yard that says you're the quarterback of the team, you know, like you saw in uh, Varsity Blues and things like that. It's real. I mean, that's real for some of these kids in, in Georgia. And That's um, pretty insight. 
it, it's crazy. Like you see like a show like Friday Night Lights where the town shuts down on Friday at three o'clock. That happens. Where in my town that happens. Um, signs on every business in town. Um, you know, and and it's it's crazy how big time they make these kids. Um, but you know, hey, at least these kids now will have the experience of playing in front of a Miami home crowd. So <laughs> I love it. I slid it. that one. I, I slid that it. one right by Wes. He was not even paying attention. I never missed my metro. <laughs> I, I was I was slow. My, my my I was lagging. My internet was missing. I didn't hear what you said. Working I over. said I said now they're going to have the experience of what it would have been like to go to Miami. I did, yo, I was I was thinking that, but we, but I let Mike give you to, to pass that on to the alley up to you, so I didn't come. All right, guys. With that being said, our man Mike now is going to give us a little bit of insight into Eastern Washington. Mike, I appreciate that. Uh, like uh, Hirsch was saying, we, we now have uh, Eastern Washington at home, and uh, due to, to uh, the hurricane, it'll be on a Sunday. So uh, at a glance, we got Aaron Best, the head coach. He's entering his uh, sixth season. He currently has a record of one and two, finished. Uh, pardon me, uh, seven and six last year. Uh, four, um, pardon me, uh, four, uh, four and four in the uh, conference with a. Uh, pardon me. Yeah, finished seven and six last year, four and four in the conference with a loss in the second round of the FCS playoffs. The uh, I actually had that. Um, my apologies on that record. They actually finished with a loss in the second round. They actually had a tremendous year last year. Eastern Washington, they actually have the infamous red turf. They have a projected record of five and six with uh, four and four in the conference. That's per the called sports journal. They have a steep drop off from the success they um, had last year. And that's due to their start, um, former uh, star quarterback, Eric Barrier last, um, last year uh, moving on. Um, overall, they're a well-coached team who's known for producing highly productive first-year quarterbacks. So that's obviously something to keep in mind, given that their quarterback this year, as, as I was saying, is a first-year starter. Uh, their impact players this season is going to be um, – they got a few on offense. Uh, uh, starts out with a redshirt senior, Gunner Talkington, 61.3 completion percentage with 636 yards on the year, 10 touchdowns and three interceptions. So he once again, he protects the ball. Second quarterback in a row, we have one of those. Uh, wide receiver Freddie Ro- uh, Roberson, 11 receptions, 214 yards, 19.5 yards at, for, um, on average with two touchdowns. Also, wide receiver Ethan Chisholm, the third, 15 receptions for 125 yards, 8.3 average with three touchdowns. And now on the defensive side of the ball, they got a playmaker, defensive lineman, Mitchell Johnson, last year's third team, all sky, all big sky, 17 total tackles, 2.5 tackle for losses with two sacks. Now for on a little outlook on the season there, we they once again, they have three games they've played so far. They have, uh, and they have one and two schedule, I'm sorry, yeah, one and two schedule in a year. Week one, and they play uh, Tennessee State at home. They won 36-29. Redshirt senior quarterback Gunner Talkington was 29 of 46 or 348 yards with five touchdowns. He was also the team's leading rusher with five, um, 60 rushing yards. Um, now for the two receivers, we have uh, Freddie Roberson, six receptions for 91 yards, and also Efton Chisholm, third again, six receptions for 53 yards. However, he had two touchdowns. 
but that also gives him 11 career touch, uh, touchdowns. So he he has a knack to finding in the end zone. Eastern, um, the, their defense actually forced three turnovers on the day, one interception and two forced fumbles, when they, and they actually recovered both there. Uh, once again, their defensive lineman, Mitchell Johnson, this is where he actually uh, secured most of his stats on the year. He had 11 total tackles, two to- uh, tackle for losses, and two sacks on the day. And uh, they also had uh, three players with eight tackles. And on that day, though, it kind of shows, um, even though they, they did amass some uh, decent stats on the defensive side, Tennessee State amassed 547 yards on 81 plays that day. So um, they – they definitely uh, should be gouged there. Now, for week two, um, this is where if we don't take full advantage of this team, um, we really need to look in the mirror and the Uf- USF uh, loss, I'm sorry, win um, needs to be <laughs> – that was – no, sorry about that. That USF victory really needs – it's not an anomaly, bottom line. They lost uh, Oregon 14-70. to 70. Um <laughs> Yeah, who's, who's Oregon's quarterback? Well, we'll get into that. Um, Oregon scored a couple of stat lines on this. I'm not going to get too far in depth for obvious reasons. Oregon scored on its first four drives of the game, and they wind up scoring ten touchdowns in the game, opening up uh, a twenty-eight to nothing lead. They punted more times than they uh, had. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, and. Uh, for Eastern Washington, they actually punted more times than they had first downs. So I think that's something we need to, you know, keep a barometer on our defense. You know, keep that in mind. Gunnar Talkington, he, he had a uh, abysmal t- a time, 12-21, 87 yards, two touchdowns with two picks. Now, this is where things get interesting. Oregon, Bo Nix, the Bo Nix, who is not good at football. 28-33, 277 yards and five touchdowns. If he can actually have video game numbers, anyone can have video game numbers. That's including you folks for anyone and everyone who's listening. <laughs> running backs. the main They had about three guys go off, three running backs with at least seven carries and 48 yards. Eight on The main rusher is going to be Bucky Irving, eight carries, 74 yards, 9.3 um, average, and one touchdown. So I, I wanted to li- uh, list those three running backs because we obviously have a three-headed monster. Uh, sorry, we have a three had three guys that run uh, run the rock on it for us. So we definitely need to ha- you know have our average up on, on for this week. Just um, once again, a nice barometer to go by for that Oregon game. Now for week three, they had a close loss to Montana State. Uh, a gunner once again, quarterback uh, talking ten had sixteen to twenty one, two of one, three touchdowns, and one interception. Not not any monster yards, however, he was efficient. The running back actually did show up though. Micah Smith, 13 carries for 114 yards, 8.8 average with two touchdowns on the, on the day. Now the receiver is going to be uh, Freddie Robertson, two receptions for 90 yards, and Chisholm's going to be six receptions, 53 yards, and one TD. Um, once again, it's something to keep an eye on. Montana State's running back had 28 carries, 160 yards for 5.7 yards on average. And two touchdowns. So just take away from that, you know, uh, season. They have inexperienced a quarterback. However, he does provide solid play. He doesn't, you know, doesn't. It's not crazy on the turnovers. And it, go, it goes back to they do to um are they are a good program at producing solid, um, if not yet unspectacular players at quarterback in their first year. And they do have playmakers at uh, wide receiver. 
So, I mean, what do you guys uh, take away from that? Like you said, their, their strengths are pretty much in the fact that they do have some playmakers that can put up some yards. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's about the strength of their team as yeah. far as that goes. And an experienced coaching staff. I will Absolutely. say that it makes a difference. Coach has been there six years. So, I mean, but that's about all I can say as far as strengths of this team goes. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about them. I just, I, as far as this game, I just look at it as far as our younger guys. I keep hopping on the schedule that we had to begin the year and not having a lot of FCS schools to, to implement our scheme. So I just want to see a lot of our young guys play, the guys that our fans been hopping on, they want to see on the field. So I just want to see our guys. I'm not going to talk about Eastern uh, Washington at all. They don't, that nah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see a point to. I just want to talk about our guys, and hopefully, we we get to see some things, some some improvement from some of the young guys. Uh, this is week five for us, so uh, that's all I care about. Do you have a favorite? A uh, just curious. I know uh, Hirsch and I were talking about. Do you have a favorite throw of uh, Stockington on the year so far? I've never heard of her. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, <laughs> oh sorry, man! Sorry, I may I may be a lot uh, an ass. And, and real quick to, for correction, I do apologize. They actually were um, on a season last year. Like I said, they were they did lose in the second round of the uh, FCS uh, playoffs. They were ten and three. So um, I do apologize about that. But pardon me. And uh, but it's gonna be a good barometer. It's the bottom line. Is what you know we spoke on that, and not only um, based on like the Montana stat with the rush yards that they gave up. Um, however, I think the biggest thing is just go off of Oregon. Um, you saw what uh, Georgia did. We we're obviously not Georgia. However, uh, you saw how they just got boat race. If they can, you know, if Oregon can do that, and you know, we should be able to do at least do at least three quarters of that. So I think that's something to definitely keep in mind. And uh, obviously, the weather is not going to be the best, most likely. However, like I said, just so um, it's a good barometer. Hirsch. Bo Nix had five incomplete passes against them. Bo Nix. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to say a whole, whole lot more. Bo Nix also had five touchdown throws against them. All I know yeah. is this. You could put Bo Nix out. It, it's it's raining right now. Bo Nix could be anywhere in the state of Florida and not throw football and not hit rain. <laughs> Whoosh. All right. Well, we're not going to spend any more time on these guys because um, we just really want to kind of, like Wes said, we want to talk about our guys. There's not a whole lot else to say. We really shouldn't, you know, obviously their weaknesses are what they are. They're they're not a very experienced team. They're not a very deep team. They're not an SEC caliber. You know, they're, their weaknesses are, are huge. So, Oh, and last thing, Hirsch, unfortunately we can't see the red turf. <clears throat> oh, good God. Yeah. Yeah, they All got right. the, the infamous red turf. Oh, do they? Well, that's yeah. too bad. That's so they can't see you bleed. Um, <laughs> so Nobody moving on to the Gators, guys. <laughs> moving on to the Gators. Let's talk about some areas of improvement we'd really like to see in this game. This this should be, by all factors, a glorified scrimmage. It should be. This is what that kind of this kind of game is. Um, 
this is a game to improve, to work on some things, to, like we said, get some young guys some snaps, and to show improvement. And that's what we're going to talk about right now is what we need to see as areas of improvement. And the top one, and we talk about it every week, but it continues to be a talking point until it's a consistent thing, is that AR needs to show consistency. And this is a great game for him to continue to build his confidence, to put up at least, hopefully, maybe for only a half, some ungodly numbers. Mad numbers. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I want to see him running the ball in this game. I mean, I don't feel like it's completely ne- – it should not be necessary. And r- real quick on that, do you think that can mess with, up with his development? It, it could. He's already, it could. That's not him. You're, you're now, asking now, him me, not to be let him. Let me say this. If it's there, take it. That's, I'm not telling uh, but him you're not asking to, him because he's 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 already done. He's not he's naturally a guy that goes through the progressions. You are putting a, a guy who just who has shown he's not consistent. So you know what? Take a you were like you over over coaching him, and now you you, you just said to over coach him again. You can't well, have it both ways. My whole I, thing is is maybe not call design back draw, but he's not really taking hits. It's like Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson doesn't really take hits. To, to, no, no, he. This is is not about taking hits. To, to, to Hurst's point, this is something that we I didn't I, I forgot to discuss on Sunday when we had the or Monday when we had the raw reaction. I'm done with the Dan Mullen quarterback power. Now the 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 go around the side. I'm I'm good with that. But quarterback power, I don't want to see that. If it scrambles like Hurst is saying, I don't want to see any design. We shouldn't need design runs in this game. But to your point, Mike. And this is why I think I think you get on hers. And I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when AR was going through whatever. Tim Tebow, I heard, needed to be hit before he found his accuracy. So that's that was his way of getting into the game to be tackled, to make sure he, like he's involved. And once he got involved, some players are like that. They need something needs to happen to him for them to be like, okay, it's game time. You know what I'm saying? So to Mike's point, maybe he needs to have a run to to get him like, okay, this is a real game. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, to that point, I think to both of you guys' point, from Hurst's side, I don't think we need to see design, design runs, no quarterback powers. But if it's a scramble, then that's fine, and you slide, and maybe that gets him involved. But and I and I think that was actually on the Gator Football Podcast, who actually who runs an amazing show. But but just really quick, but what if that's a, what he needs? Like you said, to get hit. If, if he's too, that means he's brittle. Okay, so it's not going to work. You're delaying the, the inevitable. I'm not saying do it a bunch, but just don't switch your game plan off because what if this hinders his development? You can't. You cannot coddle him. You can. I'm not. You can definitely. I'm not saying. And maybe not run it four times. Run it two times. But you still have to get him. Like you have to build. I don't want to see. The, I don't want to see the quarterback power because it doesn't work. Now that stretch run to the sidelines, I I, I would want to see. That is fine. Like if the power went to the to the right and left, I don't want to see that power run up. That's what I'm saying. I don't care about him being hit. So you, you you're essentially saying you don't want to see what he what he did successfully last year, last week. He wasn't no. he was successful week one and week four and week four. Oh he oh amazing Madden numbers. Don't do not, it. No no because we're scared. That's what you're saying. You're not, no, you're not hearing me. What I'm I listening. said was I don't want to see the quarterback power up the middle in the A and B gap. I want to run, run last week on the edge. Was it run last week? 
on the edge. I, I said don't I care. Well, I I just want what was run last week. That's it. That, that, if that was run my, last week, I don't care. That, that's my point. That's why I said you wouldn't hear me. I can do the edge run, like the, the play he scored a touchdown on and the play he fumbled on. I want to see those, not straight up the middle. That's not working. I don't Maybe care that's what not going. As long as it gets him going, if and if a quarterback, if one quarterback power gets my quarterback you. hurt again, I'm with, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, I, I and I'm run. not saying run the ball like you said six times, seventeen times, if, seventeen. Yeah, times. if he, if you. it's needed two to three times as yeah, a part of a game plan to get him going for a half, it I'm has to you. be done. And if I'm those three you. plays get some hurt. Well, guess what? He's, he's he's not meant to play football. Yeah, that's not my point. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. I I want to see him run, just not that quarterback, that stupid power. And in, and in a, but in an ideal world, I would like I would agree with you. But my, what yeah. I'm trying to get at is, we just had him. Like I I haven't rewatched really the game. I'm, yeah, 17 I'm still carries. Sick. 17 All right, carries. Yeah, 17 carries. Most of them were outside. I liked it. The game plan. Yeah, love that. So Billy, he's they're getting better and better. More so not um. And more, you know, connected more in terms of the play calling. So I don't care what he calls. However, you just had his most successful game. So why are we like, just do it again? That's all I'm saying. Because you can't coddle him. Like, if you go to what you guys are really, oh, I like Mullen was right. He's getting overcoached. Well, just let him go. And if that's him running the ball, it unfortunately has to be it, and the only reason we're saying we don't want him to run it because he's, he's brittle. Until no, proven my, otherwise. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I just don't want the the power play. Screw that. Scratch and that. Why are we? Off. And now, why are you saying screw that? Because you wouldn't say because, that with Tebow. Because he, because he, it's not gaining anything. Did it with Tebow? We won a national championship with it. It, it worked with Tebow. What I'm saying, we're not getting anything with AR. Run either it was AR or it's just semantics right now. It's semantics. So I got you. Well, one thing I would desperately like to see him work on, and um, we saw it obviously, he did a great job of it, especially late there in the Tennessee game, is is working through progressions and going through his reads. And um, I would I would hope that our offensive line would give him time in this game to be able to do that. To, to look down, maybe take some some deeper shots and really just see some of these guys really just uh, get some big, big yak out there. I'm with you, Hirsch. I want to see that, too. Agreed. Mike, agreed? Yeah, no, I just, like I said, I, I'm just want to, I just want to continue the main thing. You know, I just want to continue on and I, I want his uh, mind to be developed. That's all. I want confidence to continue. He's playing well, and I just don't want anything to inhibit it. That's all. And another thing we'd like to see improve, and I just I just mentioned it was we you know the offensive line should not struggle in this game. At all. AR should. I can understand you could get a a, a blitzing linebacker might sneak through here and there. Um, you know that's that's going to happen here and there, but this is a good. Good game also for your running backs to practice their protection, picking up their blocks. Um, so this this is something we definitely need to see. We need to see the offensive line have a good outing and show domination like they did in the Utah game. Um, and with that, 
we like to see our running backs make some make some plays. I mean, that there should be holes open left and right in this game. I think y'all would both agree with that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's, that's that's something um, I have a discussion for in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go further in depth. The uh, unless you want you want to touch on it now. I mean, we're we're talking about it. Why, All right. Why, why my, say my fault. You can do later. No, it turned the. <laughs> you said turn the running backs. Yeah. I mean, I'm playing like. I I put more I. Looking at what Montreal has done, I've seen him do. Um, Citizen is wild. I know what Naquan can do. Even though he's citizen. not the ideal, you mean Etienne, not Citizen? Etienne, I'm sorry, man. I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm not. I'm about 85, percent dude. I'm at 85. <laughs> Gotta help me out. I apologize. Oh, I apologize. I'm telling you, man. I I thoroughly apologize, folks. No, so for, the fire. Um, yeah, I'll take the L. No, but for real though, um, this this uh, I put it more in the O line. There's, there's no holes. It wasn't the last game. Off, no, like there hasn't been for like two weeks. Ah, Montreal like, had some holes against it's, USF it's, it's, that's two weeks yeah. ago. It's it's honestly it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't. You have um the talent. But to, you but, arguably, you have arguably five NFL players there. You have a uh, day. How he was great. He's a borderline day one pick, but probable day two pick automatically on on the O line there and uh, Osiris. I mean, what? I don't feel like it's, we run behind Osiris nearly enough. I don't think it was it, it, it hasn't been him. He has he's not the issue. But I feel like every time it, we run left, we go nowhere. His garage has been getting whipped a lot. Well, Ethan White last year proved to be the solution because uh uh our Russian attack went down two yards when he went out. So he he was fine. But a lot of that he may not fit the scheme. A lot of that too is the development. Uh, speaking about Kentucky and South Florida, a lot of it has to do with development to Mike's uh, critical point, uh, critical, rightly so, assessment of AR. Him not being able to pass the ball has put a lot, nine to ten guys in the box. I won't say ten because, you know, there's only one receiver. But if you have nine guys in the box, eight, an eight-man box. But a lot of times our center, and that goes to our center, I love him, but he's been getting whipped too up front and – if the D line, if the linebackers are, 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 are gapping through or safety's gapping through making tackles, that's fine. That means they have more guys in the box that we can block. But when the D linemen, the interior D linemen are making tackles, then that's on the old, the old line. But that that goes to AR being able to pass, and I think that's what benefited him against Tennessee because they had they just said, okay, we're gonna challenge you on the outside to make these throws. If you show you can make these throws, then we'll get out of that nine eight man front and we'll push our linebackers, our safeties back and. He kind of did that, and if he continues to excel at that, then that would benefit the run game. And the only the problem are, with that is by that point of the game, yeah. we couldn't run it. We were behind, and we had yeah. to throw it more. And exactly. would you say, I know this game is you know uh, outlier given the, the talent uh, disparity, but would you say you know running the ball a couple of times with AR would open up that out, that that pass? Yes, sir. Like I said, keyword couple, nothing crazy. Yes, sir. I'm with you. I just like I said. Also, I think a few deep shots completed would absolutely and yeah. consistency throwing the ball. Obviously, we we can say that all day, but until people thoroughly respect him as a passer, they're going to continue to stack the and, box. And, and, that, and Hirsch, that goes without saying. I don't even care if we complete them. We have to take the shots. No, we're even taking if you, some shots. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I, I want to see. 
I like to see, like we saw this last week with the deep mesh concept with guys getting open in the, you know, downfield outside the numbers. I'd love to see a couple more of those effectively hitting Ricky in space open, you know, not where he has to slide down with the ball, not where he's catching it on his knees. You know, he needs to start hitting some of these guys and, on the run. And I think and then, the, like the D pass, what's that? Well, I think the, hopefully, oh, we got to go throw it deep. You're telling me there's a huge difference, um, 20, 25 yard posts, consecutive post routes, stuff like that. And, and, and that's, what I'm, that's what uh, I'm asking oh, for, Mike. You got to run a go route. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, that's what I'm asking for, Mike. I want to see that. And that's what I'm saying, Hurst. Even before the Tennessee game, when it came to Utah and it came to South Florida and in Kentucky, I didn't see those, what Mike is saying, those post routes where we're taking that 40, 50 yard. Even if we don't complete it, we have to let the, know, let the defense know that we will attempt it. And that I'd like to see him throw pat. Like you you watch, we run those, those, level, those level concepts, you know, running back, tight end, receiver over the top, and more – Often than not, he goes to the lower level on that and never really takes that shot. And yeah. a lot of times that that top He's level guy over. is is open. And you're yeah. right. I know, Mike, that's that's in that's a mental. But at some point you've got Confidence. to take you've got to take those shots to show yourself that you can do it. I mean if he takes a half a second to your point, if he takes a half a second, that guy is coming over. He doesn't give him a chance to he doesn't give him the half a second. But I think to that goes to what open. Mike's saying. Yeah. I think Mike's he's already before he's even bootlegged, he's already come up with the with the in his mind that I just need to get whatever I can get out of this. If you know <laughs> you're you can't pass the ball that day, I'm not taking that shot. No, absolutely not. I, I mean, you're, you're right, but yeah, that's why he's doing but, it. Or he but was. This doing started. It. This started before even yeah, before the the breakdown of of Kentucky and. Like if you even in Utah, at, he had that several times where he didn't. Yeah, have what, a shot. Or could you say it was the beginning of it? And it just he had no because he shattered it. I mean, he was good at Utah. He didn't yeah, he was he was hitting shorter on those like those flood routes when he broke. There was like a um, he's just looked hesitant to throw it at any time. Yeah, even when he was you know Henderson was coming open, but he hit short like the the throws he hit shorter on were were perfect in the Utah game. But if he gives he it a half miss, second, he had some easy missed throws as well. But what I'm saying when he was involved in the game and again he was throwing, he was hitting short on those flood routes on the naked bootlegs. But if he gives it a half second, Henderson is coming open on those routes and he, he just didn't throw it. Well, let's um let's move on from all of that because obviously we'd all know what we'd like to see in this game and what we're gonna be looking for as far as that goes. Um let's let's flip to the defensive side of the ball where I think we need a lot more improvement, actually, than the offensive side of the ball right now. Um, obviously, we've already spoken about it with Trey Dean being out, Kamari getting the start. We'd really like to see some 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 better safety play. Um, I'm really just golly, man! I'm just tired of seeing balls in the seam. You know, just I, I need to see my safeties either jarring the ball loose on some guys or are jumping around, you know, over the top, something. I would put, I would correct that and say, or expand on it and say defensive backs. What happened? Did Jason Marshall get, I mean, first he's had a great season. Everyone gets beat. Did he get beat over top last week? Yeah, he got, he got beat on a spectacular play. I'm not going to take it, that. I'm not saying, but, and it's going to happen. And unfortunately happened versus a number 11 team ranked, uh, you know, 
one of the top teams in the country. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is. Can't win them all. And I'm so, still, he's, I'm, I'm glad he's still in the, t- you know, still CB1. But, you know, between who, who's going to be CB2? You know, I, I know uh, we got Jaden Hill starting and um, Devin Moore's been playing well. Uh, Avery Helm, I guess he didn't switch out his, you know, cleat bottoms. So he's, you know, got benched. But, I mean, where, where are turnovers? You know, people wanted to play in Grantham last year. I mean, I, and I'm not, and I'm not blaming Tony. Um, however, you know, we, we are, we do have some new players and, you know, drills can get be done to, you know, put a more of a emphasis to, in, in the, in the fall and spring camp to definitely um, put a more of an emphasis to getting the, you know, to force some more turnovers. And Venture I, Mike, I haven't, pardon? Venture, Venture did it. He did the punch. I'm talking tackle. defensive backs right now. He's talking no, defensive not, backs. I, I get what you're saying, but as far as drills in, as far as the defense, period, we all but like I, even I, the deep. The problem with the defensive backs is they're always tackling people by their dang legs and stuff as they're coming by them. They're not. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> tip drills. I'm talking get the ball. Like, and I, I've seen a couple. Like Kimber, you know, like I'm just seeing, you know, more overall. You know, I think there should be have been more like interceptions, for example. But if you want to talk about Miller, I mean, I mean, Miller is what Miller is. You know, if you want to get down to Miller, I mean, no, 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 I no. It's not about Miller. I was, I was, it was a teaching point that I, I don't think it's not being taught. I, I, I think is to your point. Essentially, it has to be done on the field. I don't know if it's too big for them to forget. Granted, Miller has been here six years, so he's a veteran guy that knows when I make the tackle. I've seen it in the pros. I see they do it in college. That punch tackle thing that that, that they do. We have to create more turnovers. It is a point blank period. To your point, whether it's the DBs, whether it's uh, strip sacks. I don't want to just like even on Boone's sack of uh, um, your your boy was uh, Levis. I want strip sacks. I don't want to just get the sack. I mean, I think um, Cox did it. Cox had a, you, a strip sack where, where Dexter got the, uh, the interception. I need more, we need you, more of that. Are you seeing it done regularly across on um, each level of the field? I, I believe so. I believe we're, 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 we're back. You believe so? You know so. That is a flat, black and white question. Because at the end of the day, if it's taught regularly, because you, you, you named about three guys, there's 11. I, I, I don't think it's a college football. I, I mean, this is just me knowing – Football. I don't think it's a college no. football program that doesn't well, teach Florida that. Florida Gators. Pardon? It's taught. It's taught. I don't think it's a college football program that doesn't teach punching the ball out. To what extent? I think it's, I think eighty. I'm putting you on blast because you you, you put a blanket it. statement. You put a blanket statement. And I believe that it's taught. It's no, just not being it. executed. All right. So bottom line, um, I'm not seeing. I mean, you're more welcome to believe it. Um, I, I'm, you're more to tell me have your opinion. I'm not seeing enough from our team uh, across the board. That's all. Let me let me expand on what you're saying. And I said this, I said this from the get-go when we previewed the season. I'm used to University of the For- of Florida DBs jumping passes. Absolutely. Um, um safeties, safeties coming up with interceptions out of nowhere. And we haven't seen that for a while. Kimber's Kimber was the exception to the what is now the rule, not what used to be the rule, which was we picked off. One two passes a game. Where did Kimber come from? Yeah, I'm just. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to say it. He ain't coming. He ain't coming. He's not. He's not Florida bred. I told y'all I've seen play since Marcus oh, no, 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 May. Let, let Hurst got it. Go ahead. 
no, you're good. Go ahead. I was just saying since I was telling y'all since I since I since Marcel Harris, Marcus May, and Keanu Neal left, are and, and with Quincy Wilson and Jalen Tabor. Remember they had the two pick sixes with Kentucky and Missouri against Drew Lock. We haven't seen that type of DB play, secondary play, period. Since CJ Henderson left. was the last one we had. Yeah, but I mean uh, as a unit, as a as a full unit, oh, we yeah. can count on our safeties and our and our DBs to pick balls off and do things. Well, it's it's been f- way far in between. We got to start Ooh. seeing something because elite athletes make plays. I mean, Correct. Exactly. And we're talking about we have like I said, we have a new staff now, and that's what you know. I was at least trying to get at, and you know, we have like uh, Hurst was bringing up Kimber. Kimber transferred in from the University of Georgia. That's it's not a being much champ. That is not a coincidence. Muschamp was a DB coach under Kirby last year. I don't care what the title said. Everyone knew it. So, I mean, take it for what it is. We're just not getting it done across the board. No, there needs there needs to be some work as far as um, anticipating and, and reading, um, you know, keys of your quarterback. I mean, they teach that everywhere, but, at, you know, elite corners have it. That's all there is to it. Um, we've said it several times. You know, it's a good thing that they don't throw to Jason Marshall and you don't hear his name very much. That Absolutely. means he's shutting his side down. Absolutely. Um, he got beat. All great corners get beat. You've got yep. to put the, the great corners, put it in the rear view and, and shut them down next time. And that's how that works. So I, I look forward to seeing what, you know, I know Hill. I'm rooting for the kid. He's coming back from his second huge knee surgery. Um, I really hope he's got it in him. To Mike's it, telling me three. I think it's, it, well, I, I know. I it's just know two he was or three. Hurt he's had I a lot. He was, hurt, he was hurt in high school. He's he's hurt both knees. So yeah. not, the odds not, are not, not the great. Odds are stacked against him. The odds are stacked against the kid. So it's hard not to root for him because he's worked his tail off to get back on the football field. And um, hopefully we see some of the what he flashed before he got hurt. So yeah, you got one last point you want to hit on, Mike. Yeah, I just got one last question for the group. What school did uh, Cox start out at? Who? Cox. Georgia. Who did uh, West bring up as uh, strip sack? I mean, we're really going back four years? Yeah, I mean, he's been here four years. I'm I'm just (laughs) – two Georgia boys. He ain't been strip sacking for the other three. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he had and he has been chaos. That's chaos. That's chaos. That's chaos. He has been chaos. Nah, coach chaos. Um, one last thing we want to hit on about things we'd like to see improve, obviously, and um, would be consistency out of the linebacker crew, especially, especially if Ventrell does not play a whole lot. Um, some of these guys got to realize it's on them. They've got to step up. People got to take ownership, leadership. And claim their spot. Their claim their spot. I mean, it, it's time. It, you need the best dogs you got out there at linebacker, man. Linebacker is a dog unit, as Ventrell showed. Ventrell is a true dog. The rest of these guys, right now, they're just puppies. <laughs> well, fortunately, uh, once two's an old one. dog that doesn't know any new tricks. Yeah, two <laughs> two is what he is, man. So I mean, is I'm, I'm fortunate for the you know the play he made however uh he is what he is Wes anything you want to add on the linebackers 
Um, I did this underwhelming. I mean, I don't know if it's uh, the recruiting from the past staff or uh, the development of these guys, but they've been underwhelming. And I, I hope we all say we hope Ventrell doesn't play. So hopefully these guys can put some on film that gives us uh, hope that they can maybe produce in the future. These these recruits were, were not low-rated recruits that we have back there. Correct. I mean, these aren't just run-of-the-mill guys we picked up out of nowhere. These guys were, were highly touted recruits. Yeah, and, and they've been they've been coached by two different staffs, and we still have Shamar James getting more playing time than the guys that were here before him. But I think at the same time, I want to say Scooby it's easier to coach new habits a, than break bad habits. Correct, you're absolutely correct. I think Scooby was more of a like a buck type, but like I know for I know like Wingo was a DN. He's sitting there doing flip back flips at you know under um all American games, so he's not a natural. Linebacker, Shamar is a natural linebacker. So my question so, to you guys: Have we really recruited linebacker spot correctly? Then, well, I mean, you did. That's Wait, a whole in different terms staff of what that are we talking about. The, guys. the previous staff or this staff? Because remember, we don't I mean, talk about the previous staff. I mean, you guys are bringing up Wingo and Scooby and say they're out of they they were playing other positions. So the previous staff didn't really recruit any true linebackers. I think I mean, Scooby we, actually was more of a linebacker in the old in the old scheme, I think now he's, you know, you got to remember you're running a completely different defensive scheme than, than the yeah. last staff was as well. Correct. So guys, guys that may have been slotted to play one position in the old defense may not fit the body type and, you know, that they want for this defense. It's, and it's I, it once again, be, it goes back to the wet puzzle pieces. It goes right correct. back to that. And but even really quick, it could be incorrect. I, I think Wingo, you know, across the board was recruited to be a linebacker. He just maybe could not make it to transition. Um, also, he just may also have not, may not have that, that mindset. I just, I just think the linebacker recruiting has been underwhelming. Um, I'm not going to say it's been all. I'm work. not, I'm, I'm just not going to bring up, you know, Oh, that's all I'm going to say. Sorry. We, we also recruited kids who could play multiple positions. I think you got to keep that in mind, but end of the day, we're talking about a previous staff recruiting, so I mean, I don't know why we're going too far. I mean, at the end of the day, it goes back to that previous staff did not develop these kids to be to be better than they are now. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, like I said, it's 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 easier to teach new habits than break old ones, and there's a lot of bad habits, and that's why you're going to see some of these younger guys get on the field first. They're learning the scene. They're you know. They don't have those bad habits. So. I feel I agree with that point. Yeah. Even though even though Shamar James was recruited by the old staff, we have to keep yes. that in mind. But he wasn't so coached by him. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to move on to our impact players of the week. We do it every week. Um, Mike, who's your impact player this week? I think I already know. Um, this one was a tough one. You know what? I got a. I, I'm going to go Gerv. I need Gerv. I'm going Gerv. I think he has his breakout game. I, I even though I kind of, I'm starting to have the feeling his this scheme is not truly fit him. Um, that's one of my, uh, you know, guesses on it. But I'm going Gerv, man. He shifted on us, man. I did. I did. I see. All right, Wes. 
Well, with the new depth chart, I'm going with Kamari. This is your chance to 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 make sure Dean doesn't play another snap unless you got cramps. Because I don't like to <laughs> say. Well, he ain't gonna play even if he's got cramps because he's out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about for the future. I'm talking I about got for, you. <laughs> for Georgia, for LSU, for Texas A&M. This is your like every every player always. It happened to Tom Brady, the the, the goat. We all call him the, the best quarterback ever. He got on the field because of injury. Yeah, I mean, Mike, if you don't think Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever, then that's the conversation for off off pod. But if Kamari has his opportunity, a lot of players, all you need, you like, if I get opportunity, if I can get on the field, I'll show them what he has his opportunity to say, I should never be off the field again. I'm your guy. So I need him to go out there and make plays to Mike's point about uh turnovers, make some turnovers. Make the we have make some turnovers in the secondary. Make put your stamp and say, Hey, I'm here. I'm that guy for the next three years. This year, the next two years. I, I don't want you to play four years. If it's up to me, don't play four years. Play three years. One and two more. So that's that's why I'm gonna pick Kamara. Kamara is my guy. I want to see him force turnovers. Be in the be and be in the right place. Please be at the right place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um, number seven, Trevor Etienne. My guy. Um, <laughs> well, well, well played. Well played. Um, we listen. We listen to uh, listeners' feedback. Um, I, I think Trevor's going to have a, maybe a couple of big plays in this. Maybe he does something on kick return. Maybe he doesn't. But I just I feel like we're going to we're going to see some big numbers by his name at the end of the day, and that's what I'm sticking with. All right. Do this every week. Keys to victory. What are our keys to victory, Mike? Run the damn ball, <laughs> period. Run the damn ball. Um, obviously, we want uh, AR to, you know, continue in his consistency. But at the same time, we want to um, not coddle, but we want to be safe with him. So that's the biggest thing. Um, like, I'm going to go to last week, ARBAR. That goes down to, once again, consistency. Uh, play, respons- play responsibility football. That means know your assignment. Don't and that's why we lost the Tennessee game. That's just the bottom line. People didn't know. People didn't um, either know their assignments or they just messed up on it. I don't know, but that's the reason why we did. Um, don't play down your competition because that's what happened to USF. Um, I definitely think they took them too lightly. Um, you could definitely say, you know, Ventral this, Ventral that. Ventral's off the quarterback. There's no excuse for what occurred. Uh, we have too much talent uh, across the board, defensive line. So somebody needs to step up because the talent is there, even if you're you know down at one position. Now, lastly, somebody, and this kind of goes to what I just said, somebody needs to step up for Ventrell if he doesn't play. I know he's uh, slated to start. Hopefully he does not play a down because we need to find out if we have anything. Even if we don't have anything, if it's marginal play, that we can get by. So somebody needs to learn. Hopefully, Scooby can man that up and play play SEC ball. That's the bottom line. You're raising SEC. You know what it takes. Good Wes, keys to victory. Good point, Mike. Yeah, I really want to see improved five linebackers. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about offense line playing as five playing as one. Um, 
I'm not worried about the offensive line or I'm not, I'm not worried about the offense period. My, my focus is toward the defense is kind of harping on some things that Mike said. I want to see 11 playing as one. I need everybody on the defense playing as a team, as a unit. Communication needs to be good. Everybody needs to be playing up to their caliber. Uh, I don't uh, – I think we brought up the Oregon Stats might did a good job with that as far as saying that I think they put it as many, more times than they had first downs. So I need to see that same level that Oregon did against them. We need to have that same uh, fervor on defense to, to shutting them down. They should not be – maybe they if they scored in the fourth quarter with two or three minutes left, fine. But we should not be on the field, can't get off the field on third downs. There should not be long drives. Our offense should have as many opportunities to get wrinkles, do things, work on things as they want. It should be three and outs, three and outs, AR out by mid-second quarter because our defense keeps getting three and outs. That's all I want to see. I, it, to me, the focus is on the defense. Uh, I don't know if we need to do some field goals. Um, I want to see our kicker maybe get some special teams, do some things. Um, hopefully ETN returns a kick, and that's it for me. I just echo what both of y'all said. I want to see a little bit of all of that. My my main take was defense, get off the damn field. Kind of like what Mike said. Yeah. <laughs> I want defense. Jesus, please don't let me see six, seven-minute drives from these fools. Nah. If, if, if half of my first quarter is taken up watching them just drive down the field on, on a meaningless drive. I'm going to lose it. I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna go out in a hurricane. <laughs> I'm not lying, man. <laughs> oh, Get man. off the field, defense. I'm. I'm trying to brunch. Messing up my mimosa account, man. Sunday <laughs> mimosas on deck. Let's go. Jeez. God, Her is gonna go out in a hurricane, man. I'm telling you what. <clears throat> that wasn't even a Miami joke. Damn. All right, score prediction time. Wes, hit us with your score prediction. Uh, 85 nothing. What do we got, Wes? <laughs> nah, nothing. It's crazy, though. 52 to 7. 52 to 7. Oh, okay. There you go. 52 to 7. All right. You, you, you're, you're, you're giving them a touchdown, huh? That's, that's nice of you, man. Two minutes left. Jesus. Um, I have no faith. I'm not going to lie. I think AR will improve. I think he still needs to add tick. I'm not going to, you know, blindly, you know, walk down a cliff like Wes does on a daily basis. However, um, what I will do, I will give him the benefit of the doubt that he has shown improvement. Um, the O-line still, it, they've shown nothing, man. They truly have. They've just regressed the entire season and nobody wants to acknowledge it. But guess what I am? So I'm going to give AR – um, he's gonna he's gonna win, you know, win the get wins for the offense. Him and him, shorter, shorter, and Purcell. So those three alone. And last, um, so I got thirty-seven Gators, seventeen USF because USF. Our dude, oh man, I'm sorry. This guy is. I, I told you, eighty-five percent, man. Uh, Eastern Washington. You guys want? I can do a breakdown of that team. Y'all, y'all can try it. But no, all, in all seriousness, seventeen. Both of the red turf, Eastern Washington. They're going to get 17 points. Their quarterback, he's solid yet unspectacular. Like I said before, I think they're going to run. I think they're going to run the ball down our throats again. 
Okay. So um, they're going to get 17. It's going to make it a lot closer. I think it's going to be a little late score for us. And I, don't, I think uh, Richardson's going to play three and a half quarters. Okay. Wow. wow. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. <laughs> wow. Shot jock. No, well, don't, well, don't be disrespectful now. Okay, I, anyway. I have, ra- I have la- no, rationale. Your time is up. Um, I'm going 44 to 10. Feel like we might try to kick some field goals in this game. Probably go four or six on fourth down conversions, because <laughs> because that's what we do. Um, you yes, forty four ten. All right, guys, that's it for the for the breakdown. But you know it don't stop there. It's time for our weekly pick 'em, and boy oh boy, oh my gosh, look at it, your boy Hirsch. Firmly in the lead after an eight and two week, twenty nine and eleven on the season. Who we? That's because you followed me, Hurst. Oh yeah, because Wes had a successful eight and two week to climb to twenty four and sixteen. Yes, sir. And the risk taker, the risk taker. <laughs> I, I have I got games going into five overtime or whatever it was against Clemson. So it was not even a risk. It was Ooh. like Mike oh. went five and five, and and Wes tied him at twenty four sixteen. Oh, we got the same record. Yep, both five games out of first place. Oh boy, I tell you right now. All right, well, guess what, guys? We ain't got that week slate of games we've been dealing with for a few weeks now. We got some big boy ball this week, so let's start it off. Nick and the boys, Bama at Arkansas. Wes, you get started off. I keep it simple. Roll tide. Oh my God, he even said it. Gross. <laughs> Mike? Can you go for a second, please? Yeah, um, roll tide. I'm going bam. <laughs> <laughs> he told me gross. <laughs> He's nervous. He's nervous. You ain't picking Arkansas to win this game. Pig suey, baby. No. Alabama's been living life on the edge, and it's not Bon Jovi for freaking this whole season, baby. And let me tell you, let half me tell of you our listeners are not going to understand that li- reference. Living on a prayer. <laughs> I didn't. Mean, I didn't understand the reference. I can't, I can't help it if you don't love classical rock. Uh, but Ben. Arkansas in in Fayetteville, all right, home of the Waltons. It, it's it's going to happen. Fresh okay. off a tough, heartbreaking loss to the Aggies, where they, they should have me. I should have been nine and one, but they lost. Where they should, where they should hey, listen. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, son. All right, where they should have won. All right, Alabama has been skating by their teeth this whole season. They've been underperforming this whole season. Mm. They've been playing some cupcakes as well. But guess what's going to happen? They're going to hit – when you hit Pig Suey. Oh, God. You don't know it. And they got a uh, transfer as well. This is A little inside information. So, uh, I'm going – I'm, I'm going my hogs, baby. All right. So, All right. He's, he's, he's lost it. Let's keep going. Oklahoma State at Baylor. 
Mike, you can roll that one out first. Baylor. Okay. That was quick and easy. Wes? Uh, this might be my get back. I'm going to go with Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State. He's a man, damn it. But are you, if you court, he's not 40. He's not 52 now. <laughs> that was 12 years ago? <clears throat> it was a while ago, man. <laughs> Ah, man, I got no longer pick one. If this game was, if this game was, ah, this game was at Oklahoma State, I might, I might ride with it. But man, I got to go with Baylor on their own turf. Pick up, do it for T Boone Pickens. (laughs) All right, the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest at the Mike Norvell Crew, Florida State. All right, Wes, who's winning? Give me them Deacons, man. Give me Deacons. Oh my God, and he's and he's out. No, yeah, I'm here. Was that a walk off? <laughs> nah, I'm here. Deacons, man. I, I thought, I, thought that was a walk off. Taking <laughs> out the you, taking out the YouTube crowd. All right, um, I'm I'm going with my boy. Went with him last week. It, it was a tough loss for both of us. You know, I almost had a couple big, you know, big time upsets this year, and uh, you know, I'm going with my boy again. Wake. Who has a better quarterback in this matchup, by the way? That's quarterback in ACC. Yeah, yeah take that arguably. It's 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 about Thank time you. for Florida State to to come back to earth. I mean, we know that. Don't get me started on those bumps. These boys ain't. They've been living above uh, <laughs> above their pay grade here for a few weeks. <laughs> all, hey, I think they ran out. To, to, to their credit, they had, they've had a, a couple of nice with Louisville and. Louisville win looks no. pretty good now in, in, in LSU. They ran out of PTO, man. They ran out of PTO. Eh. Every team ain't going to run a 5-8 corner out there to cover a 6-7 receiver. <laughs> Four times. Yeah. Um, whole, whole game. All right. Another big one. NC State at Clemson. Mike. Of course I can do it first. Uh, switching every time, baby. Clemson. Oh. Will Shipley, and I like the development of uh, two. Mike's uh, a big Dabo fan. Yeah, DJ had a DJ had a big game last week. I'm going back with Titus. Yeah, um, Dan Mullen picked NC State to be in the playoffs. I I know they're doomed, so I'm going to go ahead and go with Clemson myself. Um, we know that's the kiss of death. If he thinks they're good, they they probably are average. So, all right. <clears throat> Kentucky at the lane train, Ole Miss. Wes, you're up. I'm going with Lane. SEC on the road, man. Mike, who you got? Kentucky at Ole Miss. Since Will Levis is not good at football. Um, <laughs> I don't think honestly, I don't think they can score with them. Oh, yeah, I don't think they can score with them. I'm going with Lane Sharon. Man, golly, we're picking a lot of the same. Um, <laughs> I think it'll change more at the bottom. I'm so a little peeved that uh, Corvallis, my, my boys couldn't get done last week. I don't, I don't think Levis can handle all those cowbells. <laughs> What's your happening? You talking about Ole Miss? Ole Miss, not Mississippi State. It's oh my bad. Game. I I get those two idiots confused. <laughs> we'll get to them in a minute. 
Um, Washington at UCLA. That's a Friday night game. Both teams 4-0 in what I'm sure will be a moderately uh, – um, Scrimmage? What's the word I'm looking for here? Attended game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, sparsely. Mark. <laughs> Moderately um, would put it at 40,000. Mike, you pick it first. Well, I got Washington. Wes. Yeah, I also go with Washington in this one. I don't believe in um, – I can't call his name right now, but Chip Kelly, nah. They haven't played anybody yet either. Yeah, I, I like Washington. I think they're they're rolling pretty good right now. Um, obviously, the crowd's not going to play into it, so it doesn't <laughs> – all right, <clears throat> this might be a little tricky here. Texas A&M at Mississippi State. Tricky for who? Oh, God. Give me them Aggies. Oh, my God. He keeps picking them. You lucked up and got that last week. How'd I luck up when I picked? You don't remember the App State pick? Oh, my God. He's going to live off of that forever. He could go um, He could go 500 the rest of the season. He's going to claim victory like UCF because he damn picked that game. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cowbells this time. Um, oh, my God. I'm going to pick the, the home. It's hard to win on the road in the SEC, man. It's hard. Other fan bases don't understand it. It's hard. It's also hard to lose to, uh, to beat an inferior team or a superior team. Yeah, Mississippi State ain't got the dogs to, to – to score enough points on them, I don't believe. I'm going to go with A&M myself. All right. All right. That's my get back. <clears throat> Oregon State hey. Beavers at Utah. Going with the Beavers, baby. Oregon State. Okay. Wes was, yes, eager, to say, Wes yeah. was eager to say Beaver. Yeah, because I want <laughs> I want y'all to know that I ain't jumping nobody. I didn't hear what her said. I didn't hear what Mike said. Oregon State, baby. Beavers. To, uh, to be noted that uh, Utah's fine tight end is out for this game. Not, not Don't give away my, my, my juice. We so said it in the last episode. Yeah, I know. I said it Sunday. I said it Sunday. Um, I don't know if that running back's out of the doghouse, but I'm going with the Utes, man. They got a, one of the tougher environments. Um, Actually, they have the toughest environment in the Pac-12, arguably. That, well, that in Oregon. Corvallis at night is a different story. I got robbed of a, of a nice dub last, you know, last week because of that. But, but no, I'm definitely going Utah. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Utah myself. They got the they got a good backup tight end. They still good. got an outstanding running back. To, yep. and, and they're going to continue to show why that win over them was actually a very oh, very wow. good win for us. And they, and they have the best quarterback on the team. Uh, I, I'm gonna walk Hurst down, baby. All right, walk it down, big dog. All right. <clears throat> a game we don't truly care about, but we're going to pick for the hell of it anyway. LSU at Auburn. Whew, gross. You really, West, you really had to, you had to put this on here. It's Mike turn this time. Oh my bad, my bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, wait a minute. I just picked Oregon State first. That's this right, you turn. did. I apologize. I apologize. Okay, Mike. Well, they, uh, Auburn should be on it. Be on it. Interim coach right now, but they're not. I got Jamie <laughs> Daniels. I'm not even making a joke about that. I got the Tigers. <laughs> Coattails. Yeah, if LSU win, if LSU loses this game, there might be more questions about Brian Kelly than there are about Harson. You talk about his family. Y'all didn't catch mm-hmm. that. I said Tigers, and both of my Tigers might thought I was riding his coattails. No, no, Tigers. Auburn's a war eagle. If you're gonna claim in, you gotta say <laughs> war damn eagle or whatever that 
They've got like four mascots, so you didn't <laughs> yeah, say the right one. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with LSU. I'll go with LSU. All right, and here's our record. here's the team of the team uh, team friend of the show, Texas Tech at Kansas State. Kansas State fresh off their upset last week of Oklahoma. It wasn't an upset. There. Oh, if you've oh. seen the, I think they beat them. Uh, they're like the only team that's beat them, uh, or like beat them like four out of ten times, something like that, at the top of the team. Some some crazy stat stat, stat at a night. Give me a. Get Wildcats, baby. The fighting Snyders. <laughs> Wes? Yeah, I'm with I'm with Wildcats as well. Of course you are. Really? Uh, They're at home. Gotta pick the home team in the Give me Texas Tech, baby. I, I haven't I don't ever pick an upset. Give me Texas Tech. <laughs> Coin for the game, you gotta go to the home team, man. I don't I don't ever pick the upset. That's why I'm in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> But I ain't got no money on it, so I'll pick that one just for the hell of it. Guys, another great episode. Um, just a shout-out real quick. We want to give, guys, due to some, uh, A, the game being moved and some some personal family issues, we will not be doing a uh, raw reaction this week. Hopefully it won't be needed anyway. Hopefully the reaction would be, all right, we blew these guys out. Not a whole lot to talk about. We'll give some, because of that, on our next episode, we'll give some brief reactions just at the beginning of the show, they'll be very brief and very to the point after we do our recruiting rundown. Um, but with that being said, guys, it's it's time to get on out of here. But we want to say once again, guys, all of you in Florida in the path of this hurricane, please be safe out there. Don't take any unnecessary risk. Uh, take care of yourself and your family and just wait this out and hope everyone's okay. Our prayers, thoughts are with you. And um, it's always go Gators. Um, guys, anything y'all want to add? Um, before Mike goes, I just want to say I hope that AR gives you and Mike something to talk about this week. Um, everybody knows I've been on his bandwagon since day I one. Nothing negative about AR on show. I mean, not this week. I'm just saying, like, I'm hoping that he gives you guys confidence. I hope he does too. Yeah, I just <laughs> there, want him to give you guys there's bandwagon is blind hope. So I mean, we can't. I, I, I can't contribute to that. I mean, the guy just did. I think he just had the most yards in SEC play. Follow it up. That's all I ask. Follow Period. it up. Period. That's, mm-hmm. that's what Danny Wolfel, Rex Grossman, Kyle Trask, Tim Tebow. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So I just want. So I just want him to give you guys some some hope. The the, the same thing I feel. So I just that, I just I hope he does that. Hey, okay. I mean, you ever heard of Vanilla Ice? <laughs> he had one good song. Phenomenal song. <laughs> I mean. You got to follow it up with a hit if you want to keep being a star, baby. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. You ever, you ever, you ever heard of Millie Vanilli? Well, they faked it. They didn't even have any of their yeah, own hits. Yeah, I don't no think comment. <laughs> but, yeah. no, I mean, That's I, like I, AR I went out, but well. Ingle was actually throwing the passes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrong analogy, Mike. <laughs> no, I knew it. Um, so, anyways, no, I hope he does well as well. Um, um, also. But, no, just, uh, you know, it won't be safe with the hurricane. Um, especially up north or in the, in the Gulf, better yet. And um, if not, if you need any help or anything, just you know, just always, always reach Bate, out. Bateman got us. Bateman got Bateman got you. Bateman got you, man. He's off Saturday, so not Guys, recruiting. As, He's not recruiting. As always, um, make sure you check us out on all your uh, podcast platforms. We're available on all of them. Give the episode a download. Or if listening to a podcast on the radio or your iPhone or whatever isn't your speed, 
Go check us out on YouTube. Respect our decision. Subscribe. You can see us acting like fools and laughing and cutting up. And, and you know, Wes disappears a few times a show to go to the mystery place that we don't know where he goes. I mean, we have a great time on here, and we appreciate y'all tuning in with us. Um, <laughs> and make sure you go check out. We got a, a, a Respect Our Decision exclusive going to be up on YouTube of Mike in the trenches hanging out with Knoxville's finest rapper, um, Andy Vall, or whatever his crazy name is. The uh, nice, guy, nice guy, by the way. Absolutely pleasant guy. Can't even lie. I understand why he gets grief on Twitter because that's what Twitter is. But truly nice. I mean, remember, some guys are actually nice human beings away from from social media apps. <laughs> and just because he reads his raps off of a piece of paper, he did. Oh, and, but he did freestyle. Well, but I'm the ROD exclusive. Okay. I, I go check him. that out. If you want to hear it, you got to go check it out. I'm not it, giving it away. Darth Vader may be on the actual track. He was he, yeah, he did drop he did drop some straight, Vader on there. Straight bars. It was sick, man. Straight he, bars. He he looked right into the camera and delivered. Wow. Eminem has never faced such pressures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so guys, we gotta, as we always, gotta go. if you want to support us as creators, check us out on Patreon. Respect our decision. We appreciate every one of y'all for your support, your love, and just always the kind words of encouragement. And um, we're going to just try to keep getting better and better for y'all because if you're not getting better, what is it, Mike? You're getting worse. That's right. Wes, send us home, man. Yeah, appreciate it, Hearst. Uh, again, thank you guys. Uh, follow up on what Hearst said. We we love the support. We love the interaction. If you find anything that you need to tell us uh, as far as about the podcast, any talking points, anything like that, reach out to us. And as far as our veterans go, support our troops. Uh, anybody out there that is a veteran, I know someone that's a veteran and wants to uh, or trying to get benefits and has some questions, please hit us up uh, and we will get back to you ASAP. And if we don't know the answer, we can get in contact with those who do. So, uh, again, thank you guys. We love the support. Uh, and go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. Thank you guys for taking us out. Catch you next week. Confidence starts with loving who you are. 
And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.